0: So I've been going through it, y'all, for a while. There's been stuff going on in my personal and familial life that has had me twisted up in knots, carried me from the top of the wave down to the bottom of the ocean floor, all feeling like I was just being dragged along with little control. You know that feeling? Yeah, of course you know that feeling. We all know that feeling, that feeling where every day seems to bring something new that knocks you over, where putting one foot in front of the other is all you can do, and sometimes more than you can do, where the weight of the universe is bearing down on you, and you feel crushed into nothingness, and wish you could just disappear. All you want to do is stop. In life, there is no stopping. I've been going through it for a long time, but here's the thing: I came through it. It took a lot of work to find my bearings, but I've figured out how to fit land and sea and sky together again. It no longer seems like the whole world is crashing down on me, or on the other hand, like I'm. Desperately trying to hold the whole thing up by myself. And just as I said that you all know that feeling of being flattened by life, I'm sure you've all had the experience of having to pick up the pieces and put it back together again. Of holding your world together in a new way. A way that is different from before the big crash and fall that's still whole and beautiful. But that's not the end of the story, is it? Well, it is in Hollywood. In Hollywood, you get the big breakthrough, the big music, cut tape, the end. But in real life, the story keeps going. The music eventually stops. And you've got to figure out what to do next. Hopefully, somewhere in that next is a time of mental, spiritual, and emotional peace and rest. And it's thinking about this peace and rest that I want to spend some of our time together here. How many of you are familiar with the practice of yoga? Quite a lot of you. So. There are different schools of hatha yoga. That's the part of yoga that's about the asanas, the movements, the poses. But in all of them, at the end of each yoga practice, they all end with a final pose called shavasana, corpse pose. So great, you're thinking. She's going to tell us we need to spend more time practicing being dead. Well, not this go-around, but there is a sermon in it. Shavasana is considered the most important pose in yoga. You lay on the floor, face up, legs spread, uh, shoulder width apart, with your feet relaxed and your arms resting at your sides, hands up. Your body is receiving and incorporating all the goodness of the yoga practice you've just gone through, all that stretching, and strength and power of the downward dogs and the warrior ones and the pigeon poses, all of that is settling into your body in Shavasana. So it's resting, but it's also more than resting. Shavasana is an acknowledgement of where you've been, of the fact that what you've been doing is hard and that you've come through it. And that a time of peace and stillness is necessary for you to be able to receive the full benefit of all that hard work. As I've been coming out of my own hard times, I've been thinking a lot about Shavasana, not just as a pose in a yoga class, but as an experience in life. We have these times of struggle that just tear up our world. And then if we're blessed or lucky or brave, we reach a place of peace and rest. But that point of peace is not merely to rest. Rest gives us energy, but it doesn't necessarily give us wisdom. And what are we doing here, folks? If we're not trying to find wisdom. All those hard times, they're going to leave nothing but scars if we don't open up and find the lessons that they can teach us. The ways they batter our hearts open. The new avenues of compassion they teach us. The means by which they strip, strip us of judgments That we've been holding on to. When we feel the peace that passeth understanding flowing through our veins, when we're able to look with gratitude on the pains and the griefs we've experienced and see the ways they've changed us for the better, we're experiencing Shavasana in our lives. I'm reminded of the story of Gilgamesh, the oldest written story in the entire world. People have been going through it for a long time. Gilgamesh was king of Uruk with a goddess for a mother and a mortal man for a father. This made him two-thirds god and one-third human and if you can figure out those genetics More power to you. (laughs) It also made him wild and domineering and a terrible ruler of all those mere mortals in his kingdom. So they prayed to the gods that they would calm him down. So the gods sent him this companion, Enkidu. And he and Enkidu delighted in each other's company and went on many adventures. But eventually, Enkidu died, and Gilgamesh was struck with this world-destroying grief. When the profound depths of his sorrow weren't enough to convince the gods to bring Enkidu back, Gilgamesh had to reckon with the fact that he, too, carried enough mortality that eventually he would die one day. Desperate, wild, wild, He traveled to the ends of the world looking for the secret of immortality. But when he found the one who knew the secret, Gilgamesh discovered that he could never possess it. Finally, in the long journey home, Gilgamesh found Shavasana. He returned to Uruk a changed man, no longer the dangerous king who had terrorized his citizens, nor the wild and raging man mad with grief. Instead, he had learned to care for what is mortal, to be cognizant of his responsibilities to his people, and to do what is good for them rather than just for himself. Gilgamesh was going through it, y'all. But he came through it. He found his Shavasana peace and understanding, and he was better for it. So Shavasana, you don't get there easily, and it's not always easy to be there once you've found it. In yoga, Shavasana is called the hardest pose, even as it is known as the most necessary one. It may not seem hard to lay down and close your eyes. Okay, that's not the hard part. But getting the mind on board with shavasana, now that can be a real kicker. One definition of shavasana that I read put it this way. Shavasana is a practice of gradually, re- gradually relaxing one body part at a time. One muscle at a time. One thought at a time. Another noted that it is the most effective way to cultivate conscious surrender. But that can be challenging for people with busy minds. Anybody got busy minds out there? Yeah. Relaxing our thoughts, conscious surrender. Now we're starting to see how we take shavasana, the yoga pose. And turn it into Shavasana, the life experience. Now, taking control of the monkey mind, getting it to settle down, that isn't easy in the best of times. And when you're tired and strained to your limits, it can seem impossible. But remember the Air Force slogan the difficult we do immediately, the impossible takes a little longer. We do it one breath at a time, letting go of attachment to one thought at a time. Conscious surrender, not to the hardships and being defeated by them, but to the moment and all that it holds. The hardships, the blessings, the loves that anchor us. We relax our thoughts rather than obsessively going over and over what is going on in the hardships. We consciously surrender to this moment rather than being trapped in the past or the future. And as we're able to enter into these streams of relaxation and surrender, we return to center, to the wholeness that always is within us, even when we feel battered and broken. The peace we always carry within, even when we feel most tempestuous. Recently, I, like Gilgamesh, went on a journey. But unlike Gilgamesh, I wasn't wild-eyed and desperate, although I have been. This time around, I was just tired and stressed out. I took a few days of vacation and when I came back a bunch of people said to me wherever you went you need to go there regularly because you look happier and more peaceful than we've seen you in a really long time. So truth is I didn't do a whole lot. I did pretty much nothing while I was gone. A lot of sitting and sleeping and reading just being. But what I found in the midst of all that nothing and sitting and being was center. I found my way back to that peace that is always there, waiting for me to find it again. It doesn't move or go away, but I wander away from it with anxious thoughts and worries and cares. Nothing in my external life had changed when I came back. All the personal and familial issues that were there when I left, they were there when I came back. But seeing all this from center rather than from outside center meant seeing from a place of relaxed thoughts and conscious surrender rather than a place of chaos and fear. And from center, with nothing changed except me, I experienced peace and surrender and joy. As you go about your day and your week, I hope that you will practice relaxing your thoughts and conscious surrender to the moment. I hope that you will experience Shavasana in your life, this time of peace and rest that is really integrating and learning. And I hope that you will return again and again to center whatever that looks like for you until you turn, till you learn never to leave it again. Blessed be and amen.